Hello, online family. My name is Matthew Malik, and I'm the lead pastor here at Refuge. We are so incredibly glad that you chose to tune in to the Refuge official podcast today. We believe the message you are about to hear will inspire you in a very meaningful way. We believe the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work in your life. And we believe that you'll hear from him today. Please enjoy. Well, good morning, everyone. Well, you're all looking really good this morning. Wow, maybe I, my, I can see better in focus or something. I don't know. But it's great to have everyone here. And uh, this is a very exciting day where we can celebrate the truth and the fact that we've been raised to life in Christ Jesus. And so I, I really want to share just a little bit about baptism to lay a groundwork so that we can begin to do and act out what Jesus instructed us to do as believers. And for those who've made a decision to follow Jesus, water baptism is a step of obedience in the following after him and, and serving him as one of his disciples. So are you ready for the word? Well, let's just take a moment and pray, and we're going to get right into it. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for this day of celebration where we can celebrate that we've been raised to life in Christ Jesus, overcoming death, overcoming the strongholds of temptation and sin in being set free by the power of God. Lord, we look to you and we ask that you move in this place by your spirit, that you reveal yourself and show yourself strong on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, when we look at water baptism, in the book of Acts, we can readily see, and it was an evidence of the early church participation in practice. The early church recognized the importance of being water baptized as a direct command of Jesus Christ. In fact, those who believe were baptized. If they believed in Jesus, they took that step, and they didn't waste a lot of time. They did it pretty quickly. In Acts 2.41, on the day of Pentecost, we see the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And in verse 41, Acts chapter 2.41, it says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day was about 3,000 in all. Wow, that was, the church was off to a great start there. But water baptism was a part of that. Now, I want to ask this question, and, and we have a number of people that are being water baptized today, uh, Refuge Student Ministries. We got young people that are taking that step of obedience and following Jesus, and that's awesome to me. And I'm encouraged by their willingness to be part of what God is wanting to do in their lives. And so, uh, what are you waiting for? We need to get up and be baptized, you know, once we believe. In Acts 22, verses 14 through 16, when uh, the apostle Paul had his encounter on the road to Damascus, he was traveling. He was a persecutor of the church. He was imprisoning Christians and making life rough for them because he's actually on, on the wrong side of the issue there. But God got a hold of his heart in his life, and we see what Ananias, a man of God, spoke to him. He said, and God said, the God of our fathers appointed you to know his will. I believe that's for all of us today, to see the righteous one. In other words, to have a revelation of who he is and to hear a voice from his mouth. God wants to speak to you. He wants you to hear his voice. 
In verse 15, it goes on to say, For you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now notice verse 16. And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. And, and Saul of, of, of Tarsus, who now became Paul the apostle, was water baptized. So what hinders you from being baptized? We see another account in, in Acts chapter 8, verses 35 through 38. Philip, who was known as an evangelist in that day. In verse 35, he says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the Scripture, preached Jesus to him. He was preaching to an Ethiopian eunuch. He was a, a, a leader in the nation of Ethiopia. And, and, and God directed him across his steps and began to share the gospel with him. Verse 36 goes on to say, And as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? What's hindering you from being baptized? Is it, is it something that you're holding on to in your past? Is it past sins, habits, addictions that you're not willing to let go of what's hindering you. Verse 38, if we drop down to verse 38, it goes on to say, actually, then verse 37, we've got to read that first. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, if you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then verse 38, so we commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and he baptized them. Even Jesus set an example for us. And when we are baptized, we're following the example that was set by Jesus in Matthew chapter 3. And baptism may be a broad subject. Water baptism is really only one important aspect of it because there's other aspects as well. Baptism is defined as the process of immersion, submersion or dipping. Uh, there are actually three baptisms, uh, prominent baptisms we see in the Scripture. Uh, and uh, there are three the, uh, that are most important anyway. Uh, that, the one is baptism in water, which we're going to do today as a direct command of Jesus. There's baptism into the body of Christ. That happens the moment a person uh, gives their heart to Jesus and they're saved. They become immersed into this thing called the body of Christ. You become part of the family of God. And then the third prominent baptism we see is baptism in the Holy Spirit, where you're filled with the Spirit of God and receive power to serve the purpose of God that he's called us to. And so uh, water baptism at refuge, we actually believe and marking and celebrating milestones in people's lives uh, of those that have decided to follow Jesus Christ. And water baptism is one of those milestones. The most significant milestone that anyone can reach is the decision to commit their life to Jesus Christ, to appeal to God for his grace, and to begin a new life in Jesus. And real, realize that baptism is a way of marking this very important decision. That sets you apart from your past, from the strongholds of the enemy, negative worldly influences that have once controlled your life. And see, we want you to be informed on what the Bible says about the biblical meaning of baptism and celebrate baptism as an expression 
of a spiritual change that has happened in your life. And so there's actually three important things we need to know about water baptism. Number one, it's an act of obedience. It's an act of obedience. You're obeying something that God told us to do. It's really the next step for following Jesus Christ. And Heidi had shared the scripture in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, which declares, this is Jesus speaking right before he left this world and was ascended into heaven. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, not just in the USA, but all nations, and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we see that as a direct command in scripture. And as people follow the Lord in water baptism, they're following through the steps of discipleship that lead to further obedience. I truly believe if you miss this step of obedience, are you prone to miss other steps of obedience in your Christian walk? So this is very important. If we we fail to observe this command, we actually are hindering the progress of God in your life because God wants to get a, a work accomplished in you. He wants to do a progressive work in your life. And so this is a step to see that established and continued. In Acts 2.38, the scripture reads, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. As a result of us being forgiven, this is a step we take. And it goes on to say, And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And just as the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus when he was baptized, we can expect the Holy Spirit to fall upon us as well. And Peter is actually speaking of that in reference to what we see in Acts 2.38. Number two, baptism is a public declaration. It's an initial testimony of our faith in Jesus Christ. In water baptism, the believer is immersed in water as a testimony of the newfound faith and obedience to God. In fact, Matthew 10.32, it's also uh, important to understand, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. The New King James Version says, whoever confesses me publicly on earth. And so we know that this is a public testimony of your faith in Christ. You go in public with your faith, for those of you that are being water baptized today. And uh, so uh, many people want to remain private in their faith, and they never fulfill God's plan for their life. We can't keep this thing private, can we? We really can't. And so... A public profession of Jesus Christ is so important. And then number three, uh, the third point of water baptism, it's a symbol or physical sermon of what your new life as a devoted follower of Christ looks like, okay? Uh, In Romans 6, verses 3 and 4, it says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead the glory of the fa- by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So water baptism is a person is put down in water. It's symbolic of, of dying to our old sinful nature and, and being buried in that grave just as Jesus died for us and was buried in the tomb in the grave. And then coming up out of the water, it symbolizes Jesus' resurrection where he is raised to life. And in Christ, we're raised to new life in him, which we share. It's an identification of our life with Jesus. 
is what this symbolizes. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12 says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life. I love that. Because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Who raised Christ from the dead. Wow. That's awesome. So it's a physical sermon. It's a physical sermon. We symbolic, symbolically speak of death and burial of the old way of life. And we're raised up out of that water in a new way of living in him. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any person is in Christ, they become a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. Now, um, today, and uh, the worship team can come up here at this time. And uh, we're going to, uh, we're getting close to the time where we're going to be baptizing. But realize that each candidate for water baptism will have an opportunity to share a very brief testimony of their relationship with Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And for those of you being baptized, you're testifying before God and man, the angels and the demons, that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. So there's, there's three realms or worlds that are witnessing what's happening today. This physical present room that we're in right now, this physical world with everyone that's gathered. Uh, all of heaven is witnessing this event. The angels and, and those that have gone before. And also the devil and his demons, the world of darkness. And they're witnessing this. And so uh, the kingdom of God is being celebrated here today in a very significant and unique way. And uh, so uh, Jesus Christ is the one who we are ident- identifying with. He is our fullness. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the very word of our testimony. And I believe as uh, Matthew 3, 6, I want to read this because in setting the stage for what God is wanting to do, when Jesus was already baptized in Matthew three sixteen. The scripture says, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. So we're believing God for open heavens here today. And open heaven is where there is a closeness of heaven to earth, where we encounter God, where there's a tangible uh, sense of God's presence, where there is clarity of thought, of heart and mind. Today, I believe for some of you being water baptized, God's rolling back the reproach, the shame, the guilt of your past. A new day has come. In baptism, we realize where there's water, there is life. Where there's no water, there's no life. In the search of life on other planets, guess what? The first thing they're looking for. They're looking for water because water is a sign that there's life. And so we see that in water baptism. We also see the children of Israel in the Old Testament, they pass through the Red Sea, leaving bondage, a place where the enemy was set to destroy the people of God and keep them in slavery. But it's only God that can save us. In 1 Corinthians 10, 1 and 2, it says, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the Red Sea or the sea on dry ground. 
in the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. So that was a type and shadow in the Old Testament. You, you need to realize we cannot walk fast enough to get away from sin. So God parts the waters to make a way of escape. He parts the waters in baptism so he can close them again on the old man that kept us in bondage. And he destroys the evil that chases us down. It allows what God wants to do, the goodness of God to emerge on the other side. And it drowns what is bad. It destroys everything that is evil and allows what is good to emerge. And so my challenge to those that are being water baptized today, don't go back under the curse and taking control of your own life. Don't keep your old masters because they want to bring you back into slavery. We ought to be changed beings after baptism. It's hard to imagine God opening the Red Sea for us to cross over and then wanting to go back into bondage. Baptism signifies that we have died to the old way of life and we rise up in our new life in Christ. And so we are on a journey. We're on this journey to the promised land. Baptism is more than just a symbolic act. It's the reality of the salvation that we've received. We're not going back the way we were. We're not going to remain in sin or live in sin. We're looking forward to the promise of what God has done. Truly, God is amazing. To hear these sincere, unrehearsed testimonies from the heart of these that have come today to make this step in following Jesus in water obedience and water baptism is so significant. And so we give God glory for that. And we want to conclude this service by extending an invitation to anyone that would be listening online or in this auditorium. If you have not made a commitment of your life to Jesus Christ, you know, so many people have religion, but religion is different than relationship. And at the age of 17, I had a religion, but I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And my older brother shared that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus where he could become real to me. Like Alex shared how Jesus was always there for him. He had that sense that God would never abandon him. And he won't because that's his promise. But God reveals himself to us through the person of Jesus Christ when we believe, when we trust, when we look to him and put our faith in him. And if you're here today and you are uncertain of, of where your life is at in regards to eternity, when we leave this world, when we die, we're going to one of two places. We're going to heaven or we're going to hell. The determining factor is what we've done with our faith and where we've placed our trust. You can trust in your good works to be a good person, but that's not enough. But you can also put your trust in Jesus Christ who paid the price for you, who came into this world just for you and just for me to save us from our sins. 
And the Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we shall be saved, okay? That's truth. Do you believe? Do you trust? Do you believe that Jesus Christ can save you from your sin? Oh, yes, he can. And he proved that by dying on the cross for each and every one of us. And also by raising from the dead to give us new life. He conquered death, hell, and the grave to give you and I victory over death, hell, and the grave. So that we don't have to fear death anymore. Because we've been given the promise of eternal eternal life. So if you're here today, I want every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. And you say, Pastor, I don't know that my life is right with God. If I were to die today, I'm uncertain where I would go, where I'd end up. But I'm willing today to surrender, to put my faith in Jesus Christ, to receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. If that's you, slip your hand up, and we're going to pray for you. Anyone today willing to give your heart to Jesus. Maybe some of you need to rededicate your life to him. Maybe you've strayed from the path, and you feel that you can't come back because of the sin and and what you've done. But Jesus welcomes you with open arms. Okay, I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. He welcomes you with open arms. Just as the prodigal son's father welcomed him from a long way off, he was waiting for him to come home and to get things right. So I'm going to have you stand uh, this morning, and we're going to uh, pray a prayer together that I call the Believer's Prayer. And it's a prayer that we can pray that basically acknowledges Jesus and gives us an opportunity to release and put our faith and our trust in him as the Lord of our life. So if you would, repeat after me and take these words and mean them from your heart. Embrace them from your own heart. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I acknowledge that you sent Jesus to die for me on the cross and be raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, today, in this moment, I put my trust in you. I repent. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Forgive me. I invite you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Make my life what you want it to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that person silly, God is doing something right now in your life and in your heart. And you can either contact us online if you're viewing us online, if you made a decision for Christ, or we're going to have the prayer team up here as we, when we dismiss service. But we want to take this time and worship God as we close this service. So allow your hearts to engage in the presence of God as we worship Thank you so much again for tuning in to the Refuge Official Podcast. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to receive from the Lord today. If you chose to give your life to Jesus today or would like to find more of our content, we would love for you to get connected with us on our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing week.